We start with the very latest in Tokyo. 27-year-old Wen Zuyin has won a bronze medal in the women's 55-kilogram kumite category in karate. She won bronze after losing her semi-final bout against Ukraine's Angelika Teliuga. With Ukraine leading 4-1, Wen landed a three-point kick in the final second of the match to tie the score. But Ukraine was awarded the match through a majority vote of the judges, leaving Taiwan with bronze. This latest medal brings Taiwan's medal tally to 12, with two golds, four silvers and six bronzes. Pride of Taiwan Olympic gold medalist Wang Qiling and Li Yang returned home on Wednesday to an adoring crowd. Speaking to press, the duo shared how it felt at the ceremony where they received Taiwan's first Olympic gold in badminton. They also tackled a question on the disparity in their prize earnings, a difference of more than 3 million NT. Taiwan's golden badminton duo is back after the triumph in Tokyo. Speaking to media, the two shared what they were thinking during the Olympic medal ceremony. I looked at him and I was thinking, are we supposed to get on when they call our names? Then we were on the podium. I just couldn't believe it. I told Chilin, is this really us? It felt surreal. We really did this. Their Olympic victory came just two weeks before Li's 26th birthday. Wang joked that the medal was his own little birthday gift to Li. At the beginning of the year, when we won the UNX Thailand Open, it was around the time of my birthday, so our gold medal there was a fantastic birthday gift from Li Yang. Before we set off for Tokyo, I knew that his birthday was coming up. I wanted to give him something just as valuable. I'm very happy I managed it. The duo's gold medal comes with a cash prize of 20 million NT each from Taiwan's central government. As a Jinmen resident, Li will be getting an additional 4.725 million NT from the Jinmen government. Wang, whose household registration is in Taipei, will be getting an additional 1.528 million NT from the Taipei city government. It's a big difference in cash winnings, but Wang says he's not in it for the money. I don't want to get too caught up on that. If I start thinking about playing for the medal or for the prize money, I think I'd be putting more pressure on myself. My home county, Jinmen, offers a bigger payout. Of course, I hope to make use of this prize money. I already have a fund set up for giving back to Jinmen. I hope I'll be able to help more athletes there. Social media influencer Chen Yanchang says that as a graduate of Wang's alma mater, he wants to give Wang a bonus to make up for the difference in prize money. These two good partners, these good friends, have managed to get gold. We wouldn't want prize money to put a rift between them. So I want to provide a sponsorship, a red envelope to Wang from an older alumnus to an exemplary younger one. He says he'll be in touch with his fellow alumnus soon to ensure that Wang enjoys a fair share of the fruits of victory. Staying on the Olympics, for athletes competing in the Games, having a professional medical team behind them is a must. Taiwan's Olympians have access to a range of medical treatments, including laser acupuncture and other non-invasive treatments to relieve pain. We visit the practitioners who are keeping our athletes in tip-top form. For athletes like Taiwan silver judo Olympian Yang Yongwei, getting injured in the heat of competition is almost an inevitability. At the Olympic Athletes Village, one treatment available to Yang is non-invasive, low-power laser acupuncture. 
At the medical center in the Tokyo Olympics, you've all probably noticed we have some traditional Chinese medicine equipment. We can use acupuncture and laser acupuncture to take care of our athletes. The practitioner says that laser acupuncture is a convenient and simple way to treat acute injuries such as tendonitis and muscle strains. It's especially useful for judo practitioners who are prone to elbow injuries. For elbow injuries that come about from bending the elbow in or from too much tension, we can use the laser treatment. First of all, it doesn't have any lingering pain, and there is no risk of the athletes taking any forbidden substances. Hailing from Chang'e Memorial Hospital, Team Taiwan's medical team is composed of specialists in different sports fields. The medical team says the non-invasive laser acupuncture treatment can help relieve pain after a match. Applying the laser acupuncture treatment on sports injuries, in comparison with traditional acupuncture, affords advantages in terms of reduced invasiveness and greater convenience. Combining traditional Chinese medicine with modern-day technology, the medical team is devoted to keeping athletes at the top of their game. Taiwan reported six local COVID infections on Thursday, the fewest since the start of the outbreak in mid-May. Even so, the Central Epidemic Command Center plans to extend the current level two past its original end date of August 9th. A week has passed and we haven't seen any significant changes. But an observation period of just one week is not long enough. Our plan for after August 9th is to keep the level 2 alert in place. That is, of course, if there are no major changes to the epidemic situation, we won't be heightening or lowering the alert level. But during this time that the level 2 alert is in force, there may be some businesses reopening or staying closed, or they are facing some obstacles as they implement COVID guidelines. We are currently discussing all of this. In other words, we might make slight adjustments to the established framework. As of Thursday, 36.6% of Taiwan's population has received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine. The CCC said Thursday that people who need proof of vaccination for travel should first check the specific requirements of their destination country. The vaccination cards currently issued at all vaccination clinics may be sufficient. If the destination country requires other proof, the traveler may apply for an English diagnosis certificate at a hospital. They may also request an international certificate of vaccination, known as a yellow card, at a travel medicine clinic. New details on a new COVID stimulus program. The cabinet revealed Thursday that it plans to sell 5,000 NT in spending vouchers for 1,000 NT in cash. These so-called quintuple stimulus vouchers will be issued virtually and physically in denominations of 200, 500 and 1,000 NT. An analyst says the program, which is modeled after last year's triple stimulus vouchers, could generate some 110 billion NT in domestic consumption. Buying shoes without trying them on can be a gamble. So this 16-year-old online shoe retailer has opened up a brick-and-mortar shop. And what a start it's had. The shop spans three stories with a VIP fitting room and decor that makes for excellent photo ops. The store is located in the Nanxi commercial area in Taipei's Zhongshan district, 
Though the lease here exceeds 10 million NT a year, the retailer is keen to have a physical presence. It's hoping to cash in on stimulus vouchers to come. We launched a membership promotion before, offering five times as many D points. The response to that was very enthusiastic. So we may do something like that in the future after the quintuple stimulus vouchers roll out. We might launch offers like that to give back to our customers. Meanwhile, an all-you-can-eat hot pot chain is hoping to attract customers with this grilled Wagyu beef sushi topped with black truffle. The group is launching a new gourmet hot pot brand in Taipei's touristy Ximen shopping district. Back then, the triple stimulus vouchers brought in 30% more customers. Now, these quintuple stimulus vouchers involve even more money, so we're hoping to see 30% or 50% more diners. If we end up rolling out the quintuple stimulus vouchers, they will be modeled after last year's voucher program. The executive yuan will cover the printing costs. The only difference would be that instead of tripling the money, we will quintuple it. The executive yuan says that each voucher packet will contain 10 vouchers in denominations of 200, 500 and 1,000 NT. The packet's total value will be 5,000 NT. The vouchers will be available to everyone with no income restrictions, virtually and physically. Some can't wait to get their hands on them. It will encourage everyone to shop, so I think it's better to hand out vouchers than cash. If we get quintuple stimulus vouchers, I'll buy myself a phone. Factoring out the substitution effect and the so-called multiplier effect, the vouchers should create up to 110 billion NT in additional consumption. That can expand economic growth by 0.56%. The triple stimulus vouchers had created 100 billion NT in economic growth, boosting retail and food and drink revenue to record highs over a three-month period. Businesses are now waiting eagerly for even bigger profits from the second stimulus voucher program. The Biden administration has approved its first arms sale to Taiwan, worth up to 21 billion NT. The deal includes 40 M109 self-propelled howitzers. Taiwan's presidential office expressed gratitude for the deal, saying it will contribute to the security of the Taiwan Strait. According to the Pentagon, the U.S. State Department has approved a new arms sale for Taiwan. The deal includes 40 M109A6 howitzer artillery systems and nearly 1,700 precision guidance kits for GPS-guided munitions. The deal is worth up to 750 million U.S. dollars, or approximately 21 billion NT. It's also the first arms sales to Taiwan approved by the Biden administration. Our position is that we remain uh, committed to uh, the de helping the defense of Taiwan in terms of uh, providing uh, the ability for them to defend themselves uh, in, in accordance with the Taiwan's relate Taiwan Relations Act, the the, uh, uh, the uh, three communiques and the six assurances. Taiwan's presidential office issued a statement thanking the U.S. government for fulfilling its commitment to the Taiwan Relations Act and six assurances. It said the deal demonstrated that Taiwan's defense capabilities were a key priority of the U.S. government. It said the arms would enhance Taiwan's ability to ensure peace in the Taiwan Strait and wider region. The M109A6 self-propelled howitzer has an automatic fire control system, GPS navigation, and a single-channel ground and 
airborne radio subsystem. It can engage a target within a minute at a range of 30,000 meters, enhancing Taiwan's rapid response and precision strike capabilities. Since the M109A6 has the ability to fire a minute after it's parked on the road, it can drastically increase the military's reaction time. The deal also contains 1,700 precision guidance kits that can greatly improve the accuracy of the artillery shells. From the Republican Party's Trump administration to the Democrats' Biden administration, the U.S. has maintained its support for Taiwan's self-defense. Taiwan's artillery equipment is in need of a major upgrade. These new artillery will greatly ramp up Taiwan's ground defense. It will make China think twice before mounting an attack on Taiwan, as the cost of doing so will be much higher. The lawmaker says Biden's latest show of support will enhance Taiwan's self-defense. He says it's another sign of the deepening military relationship between Taiwan and the U.S. The Taiwan Expo in Malaysia has kicked off virtually and runs until Friday. 160 Taiwanese businesses are showcasing products in smart devices, healthcare, electronic mobility and more. Stephanie Yang takes a look at this year's highlights. The Taiwan Expo in Malaysia will be held virtually this year. 160 Taiwanese companies will showcase their products at the exhibition. The 2021 Taiwan Expo in Malaysia is underway. Due to the pandemic, this year it's a 3D virtual exhibition. Besides one-on-one -on -one online business matching, buyers can navigate user-friendly web interfaces as well as new features that include real-time interactive chatting between buyers and exhibitors. James Wong, chairman of the Taiwan External Trade Association, estimates the show will generate 20 million U.S. dollars in business opportunities. Our highlights this year are forward-looking focus on the way we will live in the immediate future. For instance, e-mobility, the future of how we move, electric vehicles and self-driving cars will become a crucial part of our everyday life and Taiwan will help drive this future. This areas for Taiwan and Malaysia to partner on. The Taiwan Expo in Malaysia features 10 themed pavilions. Products are categorized under themes including post-pandemic era, industry 4.0, electronic mobility, and halal Taiwan. There's also a variety of webinars. The product showcase will be available to view online for one month after the event ends. Uh, We're having it for the second time this year. This is very much relevant and um, and very much excellent digital platform, especially in the time of we are facing the pandemic. It helps all our businesses and also SMEs to uh, stay connected and engaged. Especially the key industry teams uh, showcased under this Taiwan Expo um, really actually demonstrates uh, Taiwan actually innovation advantage and also how much this uh, digital technology has uh, impacted innovation across the um, economic sectors uh, in, uh, in Taiwan. Sharon Ho, president of the Malaysian Friendship and Trade Center, says there's a great potential for Taiwan and Malaysia to cooperate closely in the ICT industry. I feel one of the pertinent things is uh, Taiwan advantage in the ICT supply chain. Uh, this is what Malaysia is uh, as a as a country we aspire to actually become a digital economy hub, we are very much looking forward to have more collaborations to learn from Taiwan ICT supply chain. Due to the pandemic, physical exhibitions in Taiwan have been cancelled, delayed or made virtual. Tetris chairman says that physical exhibitions will likely not resume until after October. For most of news, Stephanie Yang, Lu Bo Tong in Taipei.
Now, the pandemic has hit travel agents hard. Now they're reorienting to the new market and bouncing back. Some are diversifying into local products, food and drink, and even the hotel business. Let's head to Jinmen to see a new souvenir store launched by one of Taiwan's biggest travel companies. Stepping through the grand front door, you enter a large wood-furnished foyer. It looks like the entrance to a country hotel, but it's a souvenir shop. Inside, strips of dried meat, a Jinmen delicacy. Travel agents have had the worst of COVID, with devastating losses coming on two years now. This agency is working with Jinmen Animal Products Research Institute to launch a restaurant and souvenir store to cater to island visitors. The company is now moving toward travel lifestyle products. We hope to sell 30,000 of these souvenir pieces in one year. If we make a projection on those numbers, then I hope the company can bring in about 100 million NT in one year. Many other travel agencies are also transitioning into new areas. Lion Travel has opened a souvenir store in Jinmen. Richmond Tours has invested in an online retail platform in collaboration with a celebrated pastry maker and has launched a souvenir line. Phoenix Tours is pivoting to adventures as diverse as food and drink, fitness and hotels. Cola Tour has invested in an online platform too, offering members high-end products like Penghu seafood and Japanese honey melons. Since COVID-19 broke out in 2019, we have been considering the true essence of a travel agency and our guiding principles. One thing we know is that travel is essentially an extension of life. So we started looking for lots of small local farmers in Taiwan and their amazing special products, and we've packaged them up to recommend them to our Taiwanese compatriots. One company told us that since COVID struck, local specialty sales have grown to occupy 20% of profits. They hope their new online platform, combined with a resurgence of group travel, will swell business for the second half of this year. The non-profit Child Care Policy Alliance says the government should offer more support to fathers with young children. It's proposing a full month of paid leave for fathers after a child's birth, up from five days. It's also proposing other legislation that makes it easier for men to take time off work to be a parent. One moment it's feeding time, the next is playtime. More and more fathers are putting their careers on halt to focus on the responsibilities of parenthood. Ahead of Father's Day on Sunday, the Child Care Policy Alliance called on the government to support fathers who want to be a bigger part of the children's upbringing. While their children were infants, the fathers on parental leave fed them and changed their diapers. Developed countries that instituted systems like this say that prolonged father-child intimacy was a major factor toward a healthy upbringing. On July 1st, new rules and parental leave came into effect. Parents can now get 80% of the full salary instead of the original 60%. They can now take their paid leave in units of one month rather than six. In addition, both parents can take paid leave at the same time. But the Child Care Policy Alliance says more legislation is needed. It's proposing that parents be allowed to take parental leave for children up to eight years old instead of three. It also recommends reducing the unit of leave from one month to an hour. It also proposes fully paid leave for fathers for the first month after the child's birth. 
2019 United Nations report pointed out that in Asian countries, including Taiwan, there was an extremely uneven distribution of work between parents raising a child. It wasn't the only problem, but it is a big problem. So allowing fathers to take part in child-rearing could be one solution for the falling fertility rate. The Child Care Policy Alliance and the lawmakers said that more can be done to support families. They say that allowing dads to be more present can only be good for families and may even boost the fertility rate. A magnitude 6.1 earthquake struck off the coast of Elan County at 5.50 Thursday morning. It was followed by three aftershocks in the next six minutes, ranging up to magnitude 5.2. No injuries or deaths were immediately reported. Taiwan is a Taiwan is located where the Eurasian and Philippine sea tectonic plates converge. Over here in Hualien, one plate has been sliding below another as it moves northeast. So in April, May, June and July, there were many shallow earthquakes in Hualien. This area belongs to Taiwan's east seismic belt. The cause was the subduction of the Philippine sea plate as it moved northeast. As it sank under, it created an island arc with a back arc basin. The earthquake today, we think it happened due to an expansion of the back arc basin. This area is part of one of Taiwan's seismic belts, the Northeast Seismic Belt. About 70% of the earthquakes in Taiwan occur here. The seismologist says that on average, Taiwan experiences two to three earthquakes greater than magnitude six every year. This latest tremor is the third one this year. He says that aftershocks of up to magnitude 5 are likely over the next two weeks.